Welcome to Made in Science, the official podcast of the University of Stuttgart. In this episode, we welcome Professor Laura Naliu. She is director of the Second Institute of Physics at our university, a position she took up in 2020. Before she came to the University of Stuttgart again, she also went abroad. She was a postdoctoral fellow at the University of California in Berkeley and also at Rice University. Before she became a professor uh, in Stuttgart, she was in Heidelberg uh, and also an independent group leader at the Max Planck Institute for Intelligent Systems. But it all started with her PhD in physics uh, at the University uh, of Stuttgart. We are very happy to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Laura, one of the special research areas of the Institute in physics that you are the director of is nanotechnology. So we want to find out more about this ever-evolving research area and also its interdisciplinary connections. But before we go that far, can you explain to the general public, and that includes certainly myself as well, what nanotechnology is all about? Mm -hmm. So maybe first I can give the dimension of uh, a nanometer. So a nanometer is uh, 10 to the power of um, minus nines. So if I say my um, hair has a diameter around 60 micrometers, so that means uh, one nanometer is even 1,000 times smaller than one micrometer. Therefore, you can imagine how small uh, we are dealing with. So this is the dimension. So then on the other side, we um, have to talk about, for example, the details about our technology. Particularly, uh, we do DNA nanotechnology. We utilize uh, DNA, which is a very uh, famous genetic material. Um, but in our hands, we will use DNA as construction material to build nanostructures or nanosystems. So then this is the uh, basic concept. And in doing so, as I mentioned, you are very multidisciplinary oriented. So um, other areas, biology, chemistry, you work closely with the colleagues from those particular uh, disciplines. How important was such an interdisciplinary orientation for your choice to come back to Stuttgart? Mm -hmm. So I see that uh, in Stuttgart, uh, because we are um, the engineering-based university, so this is really our advantage. So we have the expertise from uh, engineers, and we also especially have very, very good um, biologists, chemists. So I'm a physicist by uh, definition, so I'm so happy that I can work with uh, colleagues all over the different departments, and then we have the common goals. Now, when you say the common goals, are the colleagues from the other disciplines um, more coming to you, or did you have to reach out uh, to them? Or is this an international research development that you see happening uh, anyway, all over, uh, in Stuttgart, in Germany, 
in other countries? Uh, you know, I, I think this is really mutual. So a collaboration is not forced. It really comes spontaneously. So um, sometimes I just go to my colleagues or vice versa. So it's really uh, on a spontaneous basis. And when you have that kind of uh, uh, work, the working together experience, this, I think, would also mean to share equipment and technology. Um, do you see any uh, new developments, any changes in, in that approach? Uh, I do recall often when new professors uh, are hired at the university, uh, there is a long wish list of uh, uh, you know, what equipment uh, needs to be uh, now bought and uh, brought to the university. Uh, in your case, it may be that you share more of that equipment and technology already. How is that going? So I have to say, because I was hired during exactly the corona crisis period, and I was very thankful because everything was so slow during that period. And then I just went to my colleagues, um, to biology department and also to our own physics department. Then I just asked for help to use their uh, facilities, and they were so generous, and I'm, I'm very thankful. So then gradually, because corona is really kind of... Uh, I would say disappearing, then uh, I, I start to really organize my own uh, facilities. And then I'm very happy to share with also uh, my colleagues. When you have talked about your colleagues, um, you have been a group leader uh, before coming becoming a professor. So um, that position now as a professor, and how far is that different from being a group leader? Oh, it's very different because uh, I was a group leader at Max Planck. Um, so Max Planck is more research-based. And then in university, you know, uh, we are both teaching-based and also research-based. So um, there has been quite a lot of uh, differences, I would say. Um, but the Max Planck phase for me as a group leader was one of the most important career steps. Um, in my life, I would say. So because uh, Max Planck is really the paradise place for young researchers, uh, for young researchers to start. Talking about starts, where did your interest in this particular area actually start? Uh, you say you come uh, from the physics side of to this interdisciplinary research. But what about the young Laura? Uh, what about her starts uh, to find an interest in physics? Mm -hmm. I grew up in uh, China mainland. And then um, since my high school, I was enrolled a, in a special physics uh, class in my high school. And then really, it just happened that then I... Um, chose physics department in Jilin University, also in China mainland, to uh, finish my bachelor training. And then um, I went to Hong Kong. I think that was really the game changer for me in my life. So I was in uh, Hong Kong University uh, of Science and Technology. So over there, uh, although it was already a long, long time ago, so let me calculate, already 15 years ago. So then there has been a lot of... Um, interdisciplinary uh, topics in Hong Kong back then. So then uh, I chose to join a professor um, to do my master's thesis over there. And then um, he 
really give me all the opportunities to get exposed to different nanotechnologies. And then I started uh, my interest in nanoscience over there in Hong Kong. And from there, the next step was really to come to Germany already. Correct. And uh, what was uh, the main objective for you to choose Germany among other destinations at the time? Yeah, I was very naive, I have to say. Uh, you know, in my generation back then, uh, I would say 90% of my classmates, uh, they went to the States. So that was the trend in the past. I think it is changing uh, right now, absolutely. So then I had a uh, lab mate uh, from China mainland. We started together in the same group. And then he was in Germany back then as a PhD student. So then he visited me in Hong Kong and told me how wonderful Germany is. And then I was very excited just to see uh, a different part of the world. And then I just asked myself, maybe I just take a different route compared to the route of others. Why not? So then uh, I just came to Germany and started my journey. Was nanotechnology at that time already evolving uh, at our university when you came to Stuttgart? Yes, absolutely. So um, we had quite some professors already back then, although the expertise was quite different uh, from uh, really different departments. But in physics, uh, the nanotechnology was already there. So then I joined a professor, uh, so his name is Harold Gissen. Um, so his expertise, so he is very, uh, a very established researcher in the field of uh, nano-optics. So then uh, I joined him and then I just started my PhD on nano-optics. For your postdoctoral work, as we have heard already, you went, however, to the United States. Um, what was uh, so different there than what you have experienced here at the time? It has to be explained in uh, different um, perspectives. I would say research-wise, um, at good universities, normally you have the same pattern to see. So you want to be successful, and then you want to uh, be good. Therefore, you just need to work hard. Uh, but one thing I need to mention is that over there, I was not in physics department. I was in the chemistry department in Berkeley. So I really changed my direction, uh, research direction. But then from the life perspective, I would say that was quite some experience. I was in California. It was sunshine all the time. Uh, but, you know, in Germany in winter, normally we don't see so much sunshine. So I would say uh, life-wise, uh, it was quite different. Now, the international mobility uh, is a marker for any researcher. From your own experience, uh, we see China and Hong Kong and uh, Europe, that is Germany and Stuttgart, and then the US, California, Berkeley, but also Texas and Rice University. Um, it seems to be like uh, a very um, clear line uh, that you uh, that you follow here. This may or may not be possible all the time for young researchers. Um, however, what would you uh, say is the important of this in importance of this international mobility uh, in order to uh, finally uh, 
apply and, and also receive a professorship. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, very important. So uh, from the personal viewpoint, then uh, it has really opened my mind. Then because I started to meet different people, different cultures, and also um, got to know really different perspectives of thinking. Um, that is very important. And then for a young researcher, uh, if you really want to apply for a professorship, uh, you could start, for example, from junior professorship. And then if you check the uh, requirements for applicants, so normally there is the keyword called mobility in there. So this makes sense because um, you have to demonstrate that you are successful no matter where you are. It's not about that you always follow kind of big and famous professors, directors uh, for your study. So then even though you are put in some kind of difficult environment, then you can still kind of be independent and then you can um, show and demonstrate that you can be successful. So this is very important. Therefore, this mobility thing, I would recommend to young researchers to really think about it. So um, you can be very comfort comfortable at one particular place. You know everything and you know all the facilities. But why not just change to a new position, a new country even, and then you experience different research directions and different uh, life experiences, I would say. Then um, you just get new challenges to develop yourself. Laura, when I saw your uh, biography, I noticed there is a very long list of awards that uh, you received in, uh, in your young uh, professional life uh, already. May I ask, which of these um, prizes and awards uh, meant the most to you? Uh, I was really very lucky. Um, so I would say the uh, old awards were very important to me. Particularly, I was very thankful uh, for the award uh, given by the Alexander from Humboldt Foundation. So that uh, is called Sofia Kavalaskia Award. So with that award, uh, I uh, was given 1.5 million euros to start my independent group. So um, I would say that is one of the most important uh, awards I have ever gotten because I could start my independent research career from there. Mm -hmm. the, the group that you work with uh, is, I think, also very international. Uh, do you have any basic uh, requirements or rules uh, for the work in your group? So normally what I do is I get applicants uh, from emails or from the recommendations of my colleagues. And then I would organize um, first phone calls uh, or online meetings. And then once, because this is also mutual. So I need to know whether I like the applicant, vice versa, the applicant also uh, needs to think after the conversation whether he or she likes me or not. <laughs> so then uh, if everything goes right, I will also invite this person um, to my group meeting to present uh, his or her research uh, vision and what they really want to do um, in my group. So this is the scientific part. Then I also care a lot about the 
personal part, whether this person can be very well integrated in the environment of my group. Because in the end, I want to build a very healthy, friendly, supportive, collaborative uh, atmosphere in my group. And that person, any person joining the group, will contribute to the success of the nanotechno uh, nanotechnology um, research here in Stuttgart. So I would need to ask, uh, under your uh, guidance, where do you want to bring uh, nanotechnology in Stuttgart? Yeah, so, yes, so I have, I think my group has already um, a very ambitious goal. Uh, in the end, I'm not talking about that. I could realize it in like in five years. No, I'm really talking about the future perspective. So we imagine that one day we could build nanofactories uh, with all artificial components that can work together collectively and then within an, a compartment. So then um, useful chemical uh, products, for example, drug molecules can be produced from such nanofactories. Then at the same time, these nanofactories can also feature uh, intelligent delivery routes, meaning that they can be dressed with recognition sites, which can identify their target destinations to cancer cells. That means we have the target delivery plus on-site biochemical drug production plus localized a treatment, then we envision that one day it could be really a very effective um, method to really develop uh, personalized medicine and therapy. So this is really um, the goal in the very end. To achieve that, what can the university do to support your work and to enhance, uh, perhaps also, uh, the research outcome. Uh, what expectations do you have uh, from the university uh, to uh, support? Um, so I'm sitting in the physics department. Uh, I would say that um, the university has done a lot uh, for us because right now we have uh, this uh, new initiative called Biomedical Systems. So this is uh, a new pillar, research pillar in our university. So we are going to really get uh, new young professors who can join us the effort to develop this direction. I would say uh, in the future, if we have more and more colleagues from different research career stages, then not only the young ones, or even we could uh, attract senior ones, no matter he or she is a physicist, um, engineer, or from what background, then uh, if more and more colleagues can join us and then join the effort, I think we will be more successful. Towards the end of our conversation, we always have what we call moment seven. like to ask you seven questions and uh, please answer them as shortly as possible. Moment one, Spätzle or Maultaschen? Maultaschen. Moment two, 
One thing you could change about the world would be. I wish there would be no boundaries among countries. Moment three. Do you have a book recommendation for us? Yes, maybe for girls.、Uh, Down from Furstenberg,、uh, a signature life. Moment four. The best advice that you have ever received was. Always be persistent. Moment five. Your favorite place on campus is. The coffee corner in my institute. Moment six. If I could start all over again, I would do the following differently. Nothing. And moment seven. Please complete the sentence. Thanks to my studies, I know that. I could contribute to the society. Thank you, Laura, for your time and our talk, our conversation here today.、Um, wishing you and your research team all the very best for your future work, and personally, of course, also all the very best to you. Same here. Thank you so much for your time. The podcast has been supported by Vanessa Misiloglu from the University of Stuttgart Alumni Office and Christina Fischer from our Communications Department. My name is Wolfgang Holtkamp, and I'm Senior Advisor on International Affairs. And from all of us, please stay healthy, stay good, and stay tuned for our conversations that are always based. On what is made in science. 